Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is Ben Graham with the news. After weeks of high-velocity paper cuts and spine-breaking throws, the Dairy Public Library Dodge Book Tournament has come to an end. We go live to the scene with our sports correspondent. Take it away, Dr. John Hellijohn. Thank you, Ben. Congratulations to the George R.R. Spartans, a newcomer this year with some of the densest firepower I've ever seen on the court. And in a wonderful twist, my father was inducted into the Dairy Dodge Book Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Mr. Dr. Hellijohn. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. This is Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Kahn, alongside CM Alexander. Hello, everyone. And Benjamin Graham. Yo, constant readers. And today we are wrapping up part three of March Madness. We have done all of our preliminary rounds and it is time to get to our semifinals and our finals. We're going to have a a winner by the end of this episode. Yeah, we will have a winner of what is our favorite book by consensus. What's the grand prize? Bragging rights for that book. Oh. It'll go on the inside book cover. All <laughs> the books win because I'm going to give them all five. <laughs> oh, okay. This actually, this whole thing was a ploy to get CM to admit she likes some books better than others <laughs> because her scores don't reflect that ever. Um, all right. So, guys, we're going to jump right into it with our very first matchup, our matchup of Misery versus Joyland. I, the thing that I think makes this a little tougher is that uh, we talked last time about Joyland or the first time about Joyland that it's something we all think of so fondly. So mm-hmm. how do you how do you compare the experience of reading each of these books? It is extremely difficult because I have such fond memories for both of them. I don't think that can be the metric that I judge them <laughs> against each <laughs> sure. other. See, this is the problem I'm going to have from here on out is there has to be one metric that each book is better than the other one because these two are so equal i think they're they're such completely different books but i i feel like they're a good matchup because they're both uh two of the more grounded uh, stories so you can't say oh well i like this one more because i like the more supernatural stories can't do that here uh, they're both extremely well written they both have really amazing characters that you really love or hate or both in some of our uh, <laughs> some of our cases. So this one's really hard to be like, okay, they're both good. What's the one thing that I can say about one that is not true about the other? Well, in that vein, okay, CM, what is a reason you'd vote for Misery and what's a reason you'd vote for Joyland here? What, what about either of them do you feel is the, the outstanding thing? This is going to be so messed up <laughs> I, because I would vote for Misery for having a character that stands out to me and I really enjoy being with. And I would vote for Joyland for not having that character, but having a story that it does the same thing for me as that character does in Misery. Mm-hmm. You're right. Annie Wilkes is so iconic and uh, and Joyland doesn't have anything even close to what I'd say absolute iconic. No, it's heart and its sweetness yeah. is what it has. So how do you choose between those two? You how don't. Do you- <laughs> I'm changing are, March Madness. Are you, you calling? <laughs> you can't just call it and they're all winners. That's not how this works. How about you, Josh? What what do you think when you uh when you think about these two books? One of the things that I appreciate so much about Joyland is we talk a lot about the the use of Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Joyland feels so real. We talked about that before, that it feels like it could have just been somebody's autobiography and not a King book. Because there are so many things that those moments that usually get spoon-fed to our, our hero are not quite there. Uh, we talked about how other people do all of this work researching and bring it back to him. So we miss the detective part of the detective story, but that's this person's life. Uh, so mm. it's, it's just a real true to form uh, story like that. Whereas misery, there is such a 
sense of hopelessness for mm-hmm. Paul that I was almost wanting some like I just needed a Deus Ex Machina. Like I prayed for one for him, <laughs> and in the end, he he also doesn't really get one. He has to like he comes up with a great ploy, and that's what ends up uh, giving him the surprise. So yeah, they both have such great great storytelling beats. It's really hard to decide. They're both amazing books, but to me, and I don't know if you guys agree, as good as they are, there's there's a clear winner here. Should we go ahead and let's, let's do our votes, Ben? Like I said, they're they're both fantastic books, but it's misery by a mile. It's like I said, it's that absolutely it, it's iconic. It's when you think of King there are four or five books that immediately jump to mind immediately and misery for me has to be one of them and uh i will read that book here's the thing i will read the misery multiple times more like i i will reread it every couple years i don't know that i see myself going back and rereading joyland and that's that's just got to give it to misery if i was going to revisit either of these books i think i would probably read joyland before i read misery not because i think it's necessarily better but because joyland strikes me as a really a nice summer read like it's (laughs) it's not too long it's it's a real easy world to just jump in and revisit and I could see myself going back to that well more often than I can going back to the darker, more intense that is story. A good point because uh, misery isn't isn't a light read. No, you know, it's not an, at all. It's very heavy. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Joyland as we both slowly turn <laughs> yeah, to look at like CM that. for her very easy choice. <laughs> <laughs> I would also revisit Joyland. I would read that again. Well, I read it twice already. And I've only read Misery once. And I would revisit that. I probably shouldn't for my mental health. (laughs) I would honestly, if I hadn't been the tiebreaker, I would have been happy either way. Because both of these books are so great. They're great in different ways. This is like the dark half and Rose Matter. Mm -hmm. But since I have to pick one, I'm going to have to pick Misery. It it. It's the only choice. Uh, it, it There are so many moments of that book that will be with me forever. Whereas Joyland, it's just kind of a, the whole book is just melded into a, oh, that's nice feeling. <laughs> Instead of like, holy shit, the part with the, the sledgehammer. Oh my God, the part with the lawnmower. Oh my God, the, him sneaking out of his room for the first time. There, there aren't any moments like that for me for Joyland. Those, yeah, those big intense moments. I'm going to say this one more time because I don't want to beat a dead horse. And I know I kept saying it over and over again in the other episodes. But Joyland I love even more because of the, the way I – because of the relationship I have with it through talking to you guys about it. And I feel like I need to stop <laughs> making books win because of that. But then I think, no, bullshit. Yeah. Because, I mean, what do, what do King fans want? Why did we start this podcast? They want to talk to each other about it. And it enriches the book. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still going with Misery. <laughs> but that's why Joyland also would have been great it's, to win. It's definitely a very close, uh, close race. And I completely agree with you. Listeners, you know that our ratings, these are not objective ratings. Like, (laughs) we get yelled at sometimes that we rated a book wrong, but you should know this, and especially this March Madness thing, is not saying this is the definitive best book. Oh, God, yeah. This book is definitively best. This is just uh, our feelings of, like, how much we personally enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I did love Joyland because I got to... Got to talk about it with my friends, so that's super valid. All right, our next matchup. We have Revival taking on Carrie. So, Ben, what do you think is going to be the deciding factor? If you had to go one way or another, what what is the thing about Revival and what's the thing about Carrie? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that yep. a positive thing or a negative thing? <laughs> it is the thing they have in common. 
True, yeah. Uh. This is how I am deciding to rate these two books. (laughs) Based on magic? Based on (laughs) their use of magic. Okay, I gotta think about this because this is coming to me as I talk. Carrie's use of magic. She has magic powers. She's a mutant. Super cool. But we aren't given any... I wish there was more. Like, uh, the, the lore... If uh, we we had some trouble with the the weird book passages, but it would have been cool to get more of like this is showing up more often in the country. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're like, man, this really reminds me of that town in Louisiana that uh, got attacked by that guy with lightning powers. I don't know. <laughs> Whereas the magic big finger quotes in Revival doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> It's but, secret, but by, <laughs> but by design. Okay, this is a very stupid line of thought, and I'm abandoning it. Abandoning <laughs> That's, it. You know what? You're more than welcome to. What I'll say is, over the course of this March Madness, I've been thinking about Revival more and more and more, and every time I do, I like it more. Just in, in my memory, the idea of the secret lining, a lightning is something I've been thinking about thinking about a lot due to uh, the next book that we're reading. It kind of connects a lot of uh, and hits a lot of the same points. And without going into that book too much, Revival does it better. So I've (laughs) I've been thinking really positively of it. And uh, I I think I might have to go with it. Do you think that's that's where you're leaning? CM, how about you? Carrie and Revival feel so different to me because Carrie is one incident. I mean, it's it's a bunch of little incidents leading up to one big thing, and it is more self-contained. And because of that and because of how King wrote it, which I really like how he wrote it, but it removes you slightly from the character. So you can't like I can't connect with Carrie quite as much. But on the other hand, I feel like she's this badass female protagonist who met a terrible end, unfortunately, and that tragedy is attractive and romantic and kind of cool but revival feels so like so much more to me like i get more out of it there's more to think about and discuss i i guess i'm always going to vote in favor of books that get a little more supernatural sci-fi kind of yeah it raises well revival raises questions that it doesn't answer but in a way that doesn't leave you disappointed, it leaves you curious. I would like to delete my previous statements, because they were <laughs> dumb, and uh, give a second point for revival. Why is Carrie a horror book? Because bullied girl kills a bunch of people, Because I guess. periods are scary. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but the, the horror in revival speaks to me a lot more because it's an existential terror the whole end the the end of the book with mother and the lights in the sky and the never-ending torment parade that waits us all at the end of life that's <laughs> the, no that's one of the scariest things in the world it is so terrifying and uh i just think that really fucked with me pretty bad <laughs> So uh, I really didn't give it enough credit when we first read it. I feel like this book generally doesn't get a lot of credit because it's a very divisive book. Now, something that I think is interesting is that I feel like we could have almost the same exact argument in this matchup as we could in the last matchup. Because you are dealing with an iconic Mm -hmm. character that is just ingrained into the culture of Stephen King and it's more direct and revival is a lot like Joyland. It's that, uh, you know, where instead of a summer though, it's, it's Jamie's whole life. And yes, there are those supernatural elements, but big chunks of that story have nothing to do with supernatural elements. And so you're still getting that, that real story. So it's funny the way this these two matchups kind of came. I'm going to ask this. If this bracket was swapped a little bit and Joyland was facing on against Revival because of those similar story structures, how does, how does that change how you look at either of those? 
I feel like that's cheating to make us read <laughs> two books against each other that did not come out. Sure. No, it's it's an interesting line of thought because before you started talking about that, I was having this terrible nightmare where we redid all these episodes. And I really think that our ratings would come out different. I don't think we'd have the same. Well, yours well, wouldn't. But. Well, I mean, right. I, they all get a five for me. But I think we could easily, with more discussion on each of these books and each of these matchups, I think mm-hmm. we could change each other's minds. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, it, it So much of how I feel about any book or anything that I, uh, that I take in is so heavily influenced by just where I'm at. And I, I feel like this is for most people, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. not just me. It's like it completely depends on where you're at in life, where if I would have read any of these books a month later, who knows? Maybe I would have liked it a lot more or less. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, once again, <laughs> not objective rating. So th- the reason I asked this question, because uh, I think I think we're ready to, to call for our votes and mm. I'm going to go first. The reason I bring this up is because in our last round, I voted for Joyland and by following, I just thought it was interesting following that train of thought. My default would be going to revival, but I'm actually going to go with Carrie because, <laughs> as as interesting as I find revival, I will. And it's so fun to talk about the the abstracts of what could be in revival. There is so much to talk about what is in Carrie. Mm-hmm. There is so much in this short book. There is so much meat to talk about. Uh, dissecting her relationship with her mother, the the way she was raised, the the end of the relationship she has with uh, other people, and the way she develops. Like, there's so much data in that book to have discussions based in the text as opposed to talking abstract. And I find that to be much more satisfying to discuss when you have more evidence to back up what you think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Carrie. CM. I guess I like being teased because I'm going to go, okay, in an appropriate way. (laughs) Is that making it worse? I I was fine, but then you made it I didn't mean to. (laughs) You know, I I don't even know what point I was trying to make now. Revival. (laughs) The point, one of these days, I'm going to go through all of our audio and take all of the out of context Things that CM says that we react to just a moment later and uh, you can make a compilation of it. No, I know exactly where you were going with that. If you'd like, uh, you, you were about to say, <laughs> I like being teased and stories that don't fill in all of the answers, allowing you to add to it in your own headcanon. What I did wrong was I just stopped talking. <laughs> I like to be teased. In my head, you were all there with me where I was taking yeah. it. <laughs> no, I, I completely followed you. It's the same way you feel about uh, about the breathing method. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting because I was so ready to re- vote for Revival just because it has grown in my memory. Yep. Uh, and then you said the thing about your argument from the last, going against your argument from literally just the last <laughs> bracket. And I was doing the same thing. I was like, oh, I, I spent all the misery being like, it's iconic. You got to vote for the iconic thing. It's going to vote for Revival over Carrie. But now I'm switching it because I'm thinking <laughs> about Revival and all of the stuff that was just the between stuff. I, I didn't need most of that book to be about him being in a band. <laughs> I forgot I, about that part. Okay, I liked that. Is that because my husband's a musician? Might be. be yeah. okay. Anyway, I'm voting for Carrie. All right, Carrie is advancing. I do. When I think about revival, that's the other thing is that you think about those unanswered questions and those bigger things, and sometimes it distracts you from. Oh, remember when there was like. 50 pages of just about how he can still get it with a younger lady. Yeah. Yeah. That book did Re- give, give give us recessing, though. That is- <laughs> Revival would have been an amazing short story. Oh, yeah. You guys, no. No, it yeah. would, I mean, it would have. I mean, yes, but... It, it's a great novel. It would also It would have been it. like The Breathing Method. It would have been like, wait, yeah. wait, wait. What's this null? I need more. It's still like that. But, but in a... <laughs> an agonizing way not a tantalizing way 
See, and I think that the story, the story needs to be longer to get the payoff of uh, the real hero of the story, Conrad. <laughs> Conrad, his brother. Oh, the, the, yeah. The, the, the very first experiment that brings his voice back. And oh. it's not sure whether that was secret lightning or not. And then in the end, he went back to being mute because he got affected. So that very first experiment was, in fact, connected to secret lightning somehow. Right. I remember that book. Do you guys believe what happened when he closed the portal to everybody who had been touched by the secret lightning? How can you not make this book the winner? Are we, are we just is it, are we just doing revival again? Right now? <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. All right, our next quarterfinal matchup: we have the Long Walk versus Rose Matter. Very, very different books. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first on this round. So, if I was going to choose to vote for the Long Walk, and or if I was going to choose for Rose to vote for Rose Matter, uh, the reason to choose the Long Walk to me is the I love the 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 battle royale style of of elimination. I just I love I love stories that have have a body count predetermined into them because it's such a an interesting mechanic in those novels where it's you know only one person survives this and yes, you want to think it's your narrator if it's being told that way. But sometimes it isn't. And the end of this story very easily could have gone the other way. That it could have been uh, him losing when it was down to the final two. And the the grueling depiction of just walking. Like when you hear the concept of the long walk, it seems, oh, okay, it's just, it's just walking. But when they get 24 straight hours into it and your feet hurt from reading it. It's there's just something so cool about that. So that that is my my pro for the long walk with Rose Matter. The thing that would push me over for Rose Matter, I think, is the stuff in Rose Matter that is not the supernatural stuff. All of the the real human experience told so beautifully and so horrifically to really drive the intensity across like there's so many truly intense moments one moment that i always go back to when thinking about this book is when she goes for that that walk with bill and unloads her whole life history to him and he's just supportive because the this book teaches us that everybody she turns to is usually a shitty person and like that moment there was so much weight in catching him up to everything we as readers knew and so those that had really emotionally intense moments that I really loved. I feel like the long walk kind of reaches out and touches you. Like you were saying, Josh, it makes you feel a certain way. And I think we talked about this about a couple of books. And this one does make you feel physically uncomfortable and mentally exhausted. And I think that that is really cool. And that would be a reason that I would vote for the long walk. But Rose Matter kind of grabs you and pulls you into it, which is interesting because that happens to Rosie in the book. So you kind of have that duality of feeling yourself like you've been sucked into this other world when we kind of switch that writing style and you're watching her go through the same thing. And I don't know, you feel a stronger connection. And I think that's really cool. So that would be reason to vote for Rose Matter. Rose Matter is very, very real. It is so intense. Those parts, Josh, that you talked about, that that the non-supernatural parts are written so believably. The characters are real people reacting to these terrible circumstances. And it is compelling and unpleasant and uh, extremely well-written. What I love about... The Long Walk, however, is that it's almost a parable or like it's it, I mean, it's it's sci fi kind of it's that dystopian. I, I'm obsessed with dystopian fiction yeah. and the the characters. It's not so much that they're characters in and of themselves. It's what they represent in this world. The people that have given up or the people that are, you know, um, ignoring the fact that 
this world is a shithole, but uh, if we just keep going and trying, then maybe we'll we'll turn out turn up the winner anyway. And it's so otherworldly for being essentially a very grounded story. It, it's fascinating to me, and um, yeah, for personally, it, it's not really close. Um, ben, let me ask you one follow-up question before we go to CM for her vote. Stebbins versus Dorcas. <laughs> Who's a better character? Yeah, no, I do wish they'd get, they'd fall in love. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always shipped, shipped uh, Stebbin and Dorcas. <laughs> who's, the, who's the better character? Ah, uh, oh, I, we get more Stebbins. Dorcas is very, her name is Dorcas. That's true. <laughs> But she, she, Dork is a very minor character. I think Stebbins is like key to the to oh, the absolutely. whole book. So I, I'd say Stebbins hands down. All right, CM. I'm gonna have to go with Rose Matter. Ben, uh, no surprise. Uh, the long walk. <laughs> All so far, everything has been uh, has been split. I, I'm gonna go the long walk. I'm gonna have to go long walk on this one. And CM has left the podcast. She just ran away. <laughs> part of it comes down again to that that rereading for me that the rose matter is it's gonna this isn't gonna be a, a relationship that makes you happy cm rose matter is like apt pupil to me in that i if i pick it up i am in the headspace to get my emotions rocked if i'm gonna read this as opposed to if I was grabbing, if I wanted to reread these for the enjoyment of reading them. That makes sense. And I'm less crushed by your <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final quarter final match. We have Pet Cemetery versus The Breathing Method. Damn it. Do we really have to go over it? Uh, Everyone knows my... Okay, yeah. I, th- I feel like this should probably be a pretty quick round, but... For the sake of argument, what is beyond the club? Let's let's we've talked a lot about the club itself. What does the breathing method have that Pet Cemetery does not? I was gonna say it has a mysterious world, but Pet Cemetery does too. The thinny. Mm, yeah. Like where did they actually go? Did they only were they just passing through that and now they're back? But they're but they're not back because he looks up and the stars are unlike any stars he's ever seen. That's right. So you actually get to go there. You get to go to that other world and explore it and see the horror, which is cool. And the breathing method just teases you the whole way through, which I like. And which we all know. We <laughs> all know. Well established. CM's love of teasing. As a standalone story, I think that's how we have to at least in my mind, that's how I have to judge these is as a story that stands by itself on its own merits. The breathing method is really good. Personally, I don't care for that framing device. And I'm sure I, if I thought about it, I could name a ton of things where they use the framing device of the story within the story that I actually really like. It feels like The Breathing Method is two different books that he tried to cram into one. He was like, I came up with this cool story about a woman who gives birth after being beheaded. And that's a really cool story. And then I have this other story about a weird book club that travels through different dimensions. But the one about the woman is too short to be on its own. And this book club one is kind of a half idea. So I'll just... I'll just push them together. <laughs> See, I I don't know. Like, I think it was effective how he wove them together, even though it's not really smooth. It, mm. You could very easily argue that it was two separate stories crammed together. But I found myself just as intrigued and into it when we were uh, when we were experiencing the breathing method, and then those snippets back to the club, still intrigued and interested. I think the Pet Cemetery scared me to my core, unlike any book we've read. It was honestly so terrifying. The Breathing Method has 
those tense moments, but there's nothing inherently terrifying about it. There's mm-hmm. there's no, suspense, it's uncanny. there's drama. Yeah, it's uncanny. Because of that, without without taking the the extra space in the world into account, when you take a step back and look at it as it is, it's just a, a really entertaining story. It it makes you excited to know more. Whereas when you get to the end of Pet Cemetery, you you have feelings. <laughs> you have like real deep feelings about that ending. Even though that ending still leaves you unclear as to you know what happens next, it's final enough that you get that sense of closure, I think. Uh, the ending, it's it's so abrupt that it it's like a punch to the gut. It's that it, that ending of like you're not going to give us not only is it not a happy ending, but you don't even give us the closure of seeing it and knowing the outcome. It's it's such a good book, guys. <laughs> that ending makes me wish that all books had like 200 blank pages so that you didn't know that you were about to be at the end. Oh, <laughs> that's a trip. That well, it'd never work for me because I always I'm one of those people that always like looks near <gasps> the back. Not to know what happened. <laughs> You're just a skimmer. Just just to like dirty skimmer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I like to just yeah. check out what's going on back there. <laughs> All right, Ben. It's your vote first. Oh, Pet Cemetery. It's I did I say it last episode that I think Pet Cemetery might be my favorite king book you were a little more assertive about it last episode oh, I just didn't know if I, <laughs> I said it was. okay good well I'm, I'm backing up because i couldn't decide whether i was going to say it's my favorite king book or just my favorite nice. book because it is that that good josh for shame uh, i'm i'm with you ben. didn't even let me finish mm. listeners that, I just because it's my turn it's my josh turn to vote right Pet cemetery on our bracket. <laughs> you don't know what I have to say that could but totally if she could have said something both of your so real yeah. that I would have changed my vote. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Well, I voted for pet cemetery. Okay, so see, ready? Yeah, pet cemetery. <laughs> Fair. So much builds up. <laughs> All right, guys. This uh, brings us to uh, our semifinals. That was tough. Yes. But now we have Misery versus Carrie. And because let's let's open it up. Let's let's throw adaptations into and in, just into the discussion. Okay. Because these <laughs> Ooh, we've I talked like about that. we've talked about how iconic these both are. They have both have are very iconic in their extra media. So for the sake of discussion, let's let's throw that out there. I like that a lot. Quality versus quantity. There's one, there's two, there's two Misery adaptations. There and is. The, oh, Castle yeah, Rock. Castle well, Rock three, season two. Three, actually, because it's the the move, the Kathy Bates movie, the uh, Castle Rock season two, and then the play, the stage play Misery. I did mm-hmm. not know that that was a thing. Yeah, I have the script. Wait, oh, yeah, sorry, you said, I was like, but you showed it to us. That was Carrie. No, that was, that was Carrie. Carrie. And Carrie has three versions of carrie a musical a sequel honestly i think three we're lowballing it i think there's some (laughs) there were some that got snuck by and people just forget also just like there's a carrie episode of every sitcom ever i think yeah yeah where they goof on carrie (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's a lot of of misery pop culture too though true there was a Treehouse of Horrors. That yeah, ripped on misery. That's that's how I knew that scene because I had never seen the movie or read the book before <laughs> we did it. I've never seen that Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, it's one of the newer ones. Oh, it, I see. I haven't. Yeah. So which which <laughs> that's, of these? That's for our Simpsons podcast. <laughs> Springfield Public Radio. I am in. <laughs> uh, so, so which of these two do you think has uh, the biggest pop cultural impact? Probably Carrie, honestly. Yeah, I would say Carrie because, I mean, it has the added bonus of being around since the 70s. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Since his first book. Yeah, and Jesus, the the number of times you see a TV show or a movie and someone gets blood dropped on them or something. There's always, there's just Carrie spoofs out the ass. 
And everyone just knows Carrie. I feel like Misery is still well-known, but a little bit of uh, more of a dark horse. The amount of people that still don't know that the the hobbling scene is different in the book mm-hmm. uh, shocks me. Sometimes. Yeah. Because that's something, even without reading it, I I knew that going into it, that it's it's different. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was very excited when that moment happened. And I wonder if that's... But what does it say about Misery that there's so much more Carrie... But I mean, for me, at least, if you said we can watch any iteration of Carrie or the Kathy Bates movie, Misery, I'm watching Misery. The, yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, she won an Oscar for a reason. Yes, yeah, she did. It's that movie is nearly perfect. It's astounding, her performance. And the fact that it could add a completely brand new set of characters never featured in the book and they're almost instantly some of your favorite characters. And it adds a layer to Annie that should not work, should piss us all off. (laughs) And I love it. It's like, I'm glad that it's different from the book and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want her to have that vulnerability and softness in the softness in the book because I really liked her character there as well. But having those both, I feel like it just doubled my enjoyment and what misery had to offer me. It's it's a perfect movie. It's so it really good. is. It's a rock solid movie. I mean, it was our first five out of five for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. if I was going to, if I held out a copy of Carrie and a copy of Misery to you, which one do you grab? Misery. The the book. Yeah. Oh, Misery. I'm I'm gonna try my best here to make a case for Carrie because it's obvious wh- <laughs> which way the wind's blowing here. Sissy Spacek's Carrie is, I would say, just as good. As Kathy Bates' Misery. Yes. Yeah. She embodies Carrie, the character, so well with so little. It's not a big performance. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be for such a like a quiet, meek character. But just her her face, the expression she can give with just her eyes is haunting. Yeah. It, it's it's up there. But is it better than Misery? Nah. Nah. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we've got enough to make our votes. So I'm first in this round. Um, I'm going to go with Misery. Yeah, we could have done this one all together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were making me vote when you asked me to pick a book. <laughs> no, I was, I was curious yeah. what your gut instinct misery. would be. Misery. Misery. Hand, hands down. All right. Misery advances to the finals. But now we have to decide what is going to face off against misery. Fuck. The Long Walk versus Pet Cemetery. <laughs> uh, this is my Rose Matter Dark Half CM. Mm-hmm. This is these are two of my favorite books. They're outstanding books. You got you guys got to go first cuz I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say. The for me Pet Cemetery looks like it works on that deep dark emotional level that the power of grief and the insanity and how many people we even spent time on the show discussing if you had access to the pet cemetery, would you use it? And Sam and I were like, "Um, yeah, we would maybe see if, you know, if we could fight it off and then Ben (laughs) had to bring crashing reality onto us. That like, that's the point is that you can't. Uh, And there's something ridiculous question. (laughs) Fuck no. Are you kidding? There's something so cool about, uh, the reach that the that the area has and the control that it has. I would help both of you go there Aww. and bury your people. That's nice. Even That's... though I would know it would be a terrible idea. Be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. <laughs> you just want to go. That's very well, sweet. Come on, man. <laughs> that is very sweet and very stupid. Don't, don't do that. That's how CM does. I got your back. <laughs> I hear you, Ben. <laughs> and then oh, the long walk. We're all going to die. Is that beautiful dystopia the, the world building that is just subtle clues to how the, the outside world is framed. And yeah, I just, I love the struggle. It's such a different kind of struggle. Like there's a so physical and mental and Lewis Creed's is so gut wrenching emotional that it is, they both have such a, a visceral effect when you read them. It's, it's about weighing, for me, it, it's weighing which one of those feelings is stronger. Which one am I more connected to? That's kind of where I'm at with mm-hmm. these. CM? 
for me, The Long Walk, if I hadn't read these books again, well, if I had read Misery, not for the podcast. So if I had not read them both with more of a critical eye and an intent to dive really deep into the meanings and messages in the books, when I think about what would stand out to me, what book I would remember the most, it's more Misery, or wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> More pet. You can't vote for misery <laughs> yet. We have to wait for the finals. It's more pet cemetery to me because they're the long walk, it's more of an overall feel that stands out. I couldn't really remember a lot of the characters or what happened to them despite the awesome death scenes, but I could remember just the overall, you know, what the book is all about that I always found fascinating and stuck with me. But Pet Cemetery has moments that just like get at your heart a, a little deeper than more of that broad approach. For me, I think both books are nearly perfect. Uh, I've been using that word a lot this, <laughs> this episode. A lot of things, three, but you're using perfect <laughs> a lot. <laughs> These books are both just fantastic they're about a three both of them (laughs) it's the highest grade i give i think if i'm going to choose which it seems like an impossible task but if i have to choose i am gonna have to go on a deep dive and compare the two books original cut endings Um, i mean obviously we know we covered uh the long walk had the cut ending where Garrity comes in his pants and his feet fell off and he dies. <laughs> but uh, we we didn't discuss at all the actual original intended ending of Pet Cemetery. Oh, I see. Because I mean, we just talked about how the you know the ending is kind of ambiguous. Mm. It's uh, uh, he's sitting on the in his kitchen and the hand falls on his falls on his shoulder and she says whatever it is that she says that's all creepy and the book ends and you go uh oh what's gonna happen I did find the original ending Thank of God. Pet Cemetery. was it the same user on, yeah Bango Skank uh, mm-hmm. on the official uh, <laughs> Stephen King fan forums posted the original uh, ending and I won't go all into it because I didn't actually write it down but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, ends up that his wife comes back and um, they go and they get Judd and they put him in the the pet cemetery and they all get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. Yep. They, all, they all get real they... nasty on each other. <laughs> Why and, are which you is saying great. it like that, Ben? <laughs> well, saying like like what? No, like what? saying what? Like nasty. It's just. <laughs> It's that's how the book the ends. You're saying it, nasty is nasty. That's how the book ends. The, the, the it's, Crandall, are you trying to make me vote for the long the walk? Undead it's, Crandall's it's in italics. And, nasty. and the rest of his family, they just all get real nasty on each other. <laughs> and which is really how it should have ended. That's true, the, man. Anyway, I, I'm ready to vote. I don't know about you guys. CM, you have the first vote. Despite Ben's honest efforts here, <laughs> I'm going to have to vote for Pet Cemetery. Ben? It's Pet Cemetery. Definitely all the way. Pet it, it's This is the closest matchup I think we've had yet. <laughs> this is a, that's a hard one. Which brings us to our final matchup. So. Which is not what this is when I first put this bracket together and I filled it out just for myself. This is was not my final. Are we gonna to have to go to like family counseling for a session after this? We <laughs> might because this is it's like our two favorite, it's your favorite book and my favorite book. Yeah, it's I fair in all fairness, both of these books deserve yeah. it. These hands down top two books that we have read in the past in our first year of this podcast. Guys, we've been doing this for so long. Almost two years. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. (laughs) I like you guys. But yeah, these two are definitely top two. We're going with CM. Her favorite book's Misery. Your favorite book's Pet Cemetery. I want you to argue the other person's book. So CM, I want you to give a pitch for why Pet Cemetery should win over Misery. And Ben, Misery over Pet Cemetery. As great as Misery is. 
pet cemetery is such a deep, profound look into humanity and grief. And I think everyone who reads it has experienced that to some level. And it just has this ability to touch you. And I will never forget reading this book. I will never forget those those details, those moments that I was talking about when comparing it to The Long Walk. And that's, for me, kind of more important than what you get out of misery, which is really amazing. But it's, it's more um, of a shock and horror and less a real deep look into the human condition. Misery is a masterclass in suspense. I cannot think of another book that every page had me on the edge of my seat thinking, how? How is it possible that this character can get out of this situation? Every chapter, the way he he will get Paul through one terrifying, stressful situation only to immediately be beset by something so much worse is astounding. It's a book that you want to read just straight through in one sitting. And that's that's pretty rare for me. The characters, uh, Annie Wilkes is one of the greatest villains of all time. And if we're still talking about adaptations, I think we can all agree Misery is a bit better than The Pet Cemetery. Right, yeah. I don't, that's like comparing apples and oranges, though. Very Pet true. Cemetery is so campy, like, beautifully eighties. Well, misery and... versus Pet Cemetery Two. <laughs> oh, Pet Cemetery Two. Uh, uh, How many potatoes were in Misery? <laughs> None, I don't think. Yeah, that that's my argument. Now, uh, something that I'm trying to figure out how the best way to phrase this: which is better represented, addiction or grief? Between these, because they're both. They are both represented so strongly. They are the core of each of these books. Which book does it better? That's so hard to answer because I've experienced grief and I've not experienced addiction. So for me, I'd have to say grief, but that's why. I have experienced both, and they're both done extremely well. But his, the, the themes of grief in Pet Cemetery are so much stronger so much more i mean addiction is uh of course terrible and he he writes about it extremely well but i feel like grief is a more universally uh under a universal feeling that anyone can read pet cemetery and be absolutely gutted because even if you haven't experienced uh a death of someone close like, what is scarier than that? Well, and it's written so well that I think mm. even if you haven't had that kind of grief, you can very easily put yourself in in their shoes and imagine it. Absolutely. There is a part of me that almost wonders if the addiction in Misery isn't better because with Pet Cemetery, yes, a lot of that is authentic reaction, but the craziest part of his grief is already once the cemetery has its hooks in him. So you can, it, it's a pretty much up to the reader to decide, is this choice he's making more based on grief, making him irrational, or is it this outside power? Hmm. Whereas with misery, I think that being in his head, swimming through his addiction is, uh, is such a surreal experience and, and and knowing people who have coped with addiction from all the conversations conversations I've had with those people it pretty much sounds like it's a spot on depiction more or less about how how that feels so I find that interesting all right this is it this is the finals the, we're gonna crown our winner and I think I think we should just go ahead and start with CM why <laughs> <laughs> Like, is it my turn or are you just being a jerk? <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard because they're both they're both equally as good. I don't yep. think that there's a right answer or a wrong answer. So I'm 
I'm going to have to go with the thing that stands out to me, which is comparing favorite characters in each book. And obviously, my favorite character is going to be Annie Wilkes. So I'm going to vote for Misery. Misery was my favorite King book until for this podcast, we read Pet Cemetery. And I'm trying to decide whether it's close or not. <laughs> sure, it, it's close. They're both very good, but Pet Cemetery, it fucked me up something terrible and uh i loved it the pet cemetery oh boy so there's so much to love about both of these guys what this is a killer final yeah and remember uh, remember listeners if you don't like what josh posts uh, it, what wins it's josh's fault yeah. <laughs> so yell at him yeah i think i have so many amazing memories of both of these stories and they're such there are scenes that are just fully burned into my brain from both of these books. There has been no bigger reaction from anything I've read than dealing with the grief that is in Pet Cemetery. It is such well, I, I talked about it on the episode of the show when it says it's one of the, it's the most terrifying Stephen King book. I expected more monsters. I expected scarier things. I was not expecting soul-crushing child being hit by a semi sadness. And it just it tore through me. So I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is the winner of our wow. inaugural March Madness. Good job everybody. Yay. <laughs> Don't worry listeners, when we do best villain Annie Wilkes. Will. <laughs> Annie Wilkes will be It'll up come there. down that... to Annie and George and I will oh die. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so that that brings us to our the end of our first March Madness. I hope you guys had as much fun listening and and thinking about what we had to say as we have had discussing this with each other. Well, that's it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. For CM Alexander and Benjamin Graham, I'm Joshua Khan saying see you next year. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to March Madness Part 3. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you guys have any ideas for next year's March Madness, please send us an email to dairypublicradio at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We've already heard from a few people with some awesome ideas so far. As always, follow us on social media at Dairy Public Radio. Check out our website, constantreaders.org, for all things Stephen King and Stephen King adjacent. And visit our Patreon page to look at our tiers and get some awesome merch. That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye. <laughs>